Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful service. Uh, it's a joy to see everybody here. You're sounding amazing, and I know today's going to be a great day of celebration and worship to our Lord. I do want to run through some uh, usual things before we jump into our time of worship a little more. I want to encourage you to pick up your caring and sharing. Uh, there's a lot of things always going on, and as we approach the summer, more things will be happening, especially in our youth program and our uh, Kids for Christ program. So if there's a way that you can be connected with any of this, we would love to have your help and your support and uh, just, just to bless our students. Uh, and so one way of doing that is by picking up the caring and sharing to know what's going on. I want to encourage you as well to be uh, checking out our website, ljchurch.org. Uh, if it's in the care and sharing, it's probably on there as well. Um, and then the website will also give you more access to other things as well. I left mine on my seat, but um, now's a good time for you to pick up your communion uh, if you haven't got one already. Uh, we will be doing communion a little earlier in service, so this really is the time you want to go to the back there and pick up the, the communion set. Uh, as said, we're going to do it a little earlier, so you need to be prepared. Uh, you can also uh, do the contactless giving by using the QR code on the screen. This morning is going to be a little different because this is our graduate blessing, and so we are going to be recognizing seven graduates uh, two are unable to be here this morning, but we will recognize them this evening. So I'd like to encourage you to be here at six o'clock as we recognize our, as we celebrate. Um, to, this morning's a blessing, and then this evening is going to be a celebration of our graduates. JD is unable to be here this evening because of a baccalaureate, and so um, he has a table in the Welcome Center that I want to encourage you to visit with JD after this service and get to know him a little bit, ask about what's on his table, and it's kind of a test taste for what's going to happen this evening as well. I want to read to you from Psalm chapter 9 as we go into our time of worship. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonder, wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O most holy, uh, sorry, O most high God. As the
Good morning, church. I'd like to invite um, Kyle to come up here with me. And they probably didn't know they were going to do this. And Aaron to come up here with me as well. Um, I want to in- introduce our youth and our children's um, interns for this summer. So let me give you a little bit of background on each one of them. But I would ask for you to please hold your whoops. <laughs> for Kyle and for Aaron, hold your whoop pixies for me. Or if you got the boomers you want to do, so hold those. But um, okay. So um, Kyle, come, it comes to us from the Aggies for Christ. Kyle's hometown is. Oh, there we go. See. <laughs> Kyle's hometown is Temple, Texas, where he has attended the Western, <laughs> the Western Hills Church of Christ. Um, there's got to be a Woo Pig Sui in there somewhere. <laughs> Kyle is currently a junior um, in college studying urban planning, and he will be our youth intern for this summer. And um, Aaron Hudson also comes to us from the Aggies for Christ. Aaron grew up in Lake Jackson, Texas, before, there you go, boy, before moving to to Elgin, Texas. And I'm sure many of you remember Lee and Rochelle Hudson um, and their family attending here. Aaron is currently a junior in college studying nursing, and Aaron will be our children's intern this summer. So please join me in welcoming Kyle and Aaron to the... Okay, and let's, uh, let's have a prayer for them. Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. You've blessed us in so many ways. We thank you for the time we can gather here today, and especially to recognize our graduates Lord, we want to recognize also Kyle and Aaron and the work that they're going to be doing this summer. We pray that you will bless their work in the youth program and in the children's program. We pray that um, they'll be able to get to know the, the youth and the kids here more and more and that your work will be glorified through them. Lord, continue to watch over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
is beautiful singing this uh, uh, singing this morning. Um, so before communion, I wanted to share some thoughts. Um, so my grandmother, she uh, she turns a uh, hundred years old this year, and she was born in Richards, Texas, in a uh, on a small lived on a small farm, grew up on a small farm, and I love uh, I love talking to her about our family history. And once I asked her, you know, what was it like to grow up during the Great Depression? And said, she said, we were, we were poor country folks. We didn't know there was a Great Depression. <laughs> so her generation, you know, they fought a world war, put a man on the moon, and accomplished many great things. And, but if you step back and start taking a larger look at history, just a few hundred years ago, um, there was no United States. You know, we were a colony, and the sun did not set on the British Empire. Going back further, you have the Renaissance Ages, Middle Ages, Dark Ages, until you get to the time of the Roman Empire. And it's during the Roman Empire that Jesus was born and walked the earth. But let's be clear, it is during the Roman Empire that the Son of God was born and walked the earth. So Jesus lived with his followers and taught them about a new covenant with God, teachings that we still have today. Before Jesus completed God's plan, he marked the occasion by telling them, when you take this bread and this cup, remember me. Jesus wanted them to remember more than just that Jesus lived on earth. He wanted them to remember his life, his teachings, the new covenant with God. So through the rise and power, the rise and falls of empires, through war and peace, through wealth and poverty, through health and sickness, we share this remembrance with all Christians since the time of Christ. We remember our baptism and our commitment, our committing of our lives to God. We remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And remember the promise of God's grace and salvation to protect us and save us from our sin and the sin in the world. So today we are celebrating our graduates. And to the graduates, you are starting a journey where you are responsible for, for picking your path. We all pray that this path is full of love and joy, but we also know that there will be struggles. Always remember that God loves you and your brothers and sister in Christ are your family wherever your path leads. Your life will likely lead you to a new town and you will have to seek out your Christian family in this new town. But they are easy to find. Every Sunday they meet and they remember Jesus Christ and God's love for them and God's love for you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we give thanks this morning as we remember your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice he made on the cross for our salvation. So as we take this bread, we remember his life, remember his teachings, and remember that new covenant, and we give thanks for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Let's pray for the cup. Dear Heavenly Father, as we take this cup, remember your son Jesus, and we remember that his blood was shed on the cross, and that that shedding of the blood cleanses us of our sin. That gives us forgiveness for our sins so that we might be saved and that we might live eternity with you. And dear Lord, we give thanks for that great gift, that great sacrifice that was made for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Um, so this, uh, um, so uh, Christ or God's gift to us through Christ, you know, how do we repay that? Well, we really can't, but uh, he doesn't really call us to do that. He calls us to give, to help each other and um, to help each other and to help others in our community. And so I want you to think about that. Uh, we give so that we can support each other as a family that we can help other people in this community and so that we can support people who reach out uh, across the world in mission work to spread the word of God. And uh, that's what our giving is for. And this is our time where we, where we do that. And the way we do our giving now is at the end, there's a box in the middle as you're in the foyer as you're walking out and you can drop your donations in there. And then we also have the kids gift bucket for the kids. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we give thanks this morning for you and your son and your love and your grace for us. And we um, ask that uh, you continue to bless us and uh, fill us with a giving heart, a giving heart that, you know, we, that we can share our blessings that you've blessed us with, that we, but that we can also share the blessings of our our time and our effort in helping out uh, here at the church and in our community, and um, and and, the, and our and our money, monetary blessings, and just dear Lord, we give thanks for your blessings and and this time that we can worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this point of our service, we're going to start recognizing our graduates. Um, the elders have a gift for our graduates, and so as I call your name, um, I'd like to encourage you to come up, collect your gift, 
uh, kind of work your way through the line and then stand on this side um, and we'll, we'll surround you in a little bit with a prayer of blessing. So first of all, we'd like to honor uh, Garrett Arthur. Go through the line. Go through the line. There you go. It's always awkward being the first one, isn't it? Garrett is here um, being supported by his parents, uh, Ryan and Laura Arthur, and his sister, Avery. Garrett is planning on attending uh, Texas A&M, uh, starting at Galveston, and then heading on to uh, College Station. Our next graduate is Taylor Barton. Taylor is being supported this morning by half the congregation. Um, her grandparents, Randy and Sandy Moore, her mom, Kelly Moore, uh, her sister, uh, Kaylin Barton, sorry, this writing I need to adjust, um, cousin and many other cousins, aunts, uncles, um, and there's too many for me to name, but there's, there's a lot of y'all, so I'm glad you're here to support Taylor. Our next graduate is Jacob Casey. Jacob is being supported by his mother, Mindy Barger, uh, aunt Missy Wilson, uh, brothers um, Samuel Trace and Noah, um, and again, half the other half the congregation as well, uh, since they're cousins. Our next graduate is Preston Hewitt. Preston is here uh, being supported by his parents, uh, Lisa and Hutch Hewitt. Uh, Hutch, I appreciate you being behind the camera up there. And his brother, Harrison, who's come back for the summer from Tennessee. The last one we're able to recognize this morning um, is J.D. Shirts. Uh, J.D. is here uh, with his uh, parents, uh, Terry and Michael Shirts. Uh, he's coming down. J.D. is also being supported by his sister, Leah, and if you didn't know, his second cousin, Kyle Cunningham, our intern. Uh, That was a surprise to all of us, I think. Um, <laughs> Let me see. So this is our graduating class. I would like to invite Craig to a word of prayer. Um, and if, are we okay to lay, okay. The elders want to surround our... So, uh, watch I'll move right down here in front so we have a little more room. And then if all the immediate family would come and gather right around your graduate, and then the elders will huddle up around that. So, before I... To give them time to do that, and before I pray, I do have a word. Uh, so, God gave me a pretty obscure verse this weekend, this week to wrestle with, which was Zephaniah 3, verse 18. And that says, I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and a reproach for you. And I struggled with that and thought, what does that mean? And here's what I've come to is uh, Israel at the time, they had, they had a great history and they had kind of uh, lost that. In their minds, they were a little bit beyond their golden age and they mourned that. And I think, you know, people of my generation, uh, we get to that same spot in our life where we think back and think things were great back whenever <laughs> and that was a golden age and uh, we've kind of moved beyond that and it's a sad state of affairs and it'll never be that way again and what God is saying in this verse is no that's not the way it is at all those people that mourn the past you know we're going to move beyond that and the reason we're going to move beyond that because there's something much better coming uh, it's in the future. We only like the past because we know how that worked out. 
and we know we still made it through and we're just a little bit of afraid of the future so we don't normally look forward to that as much because we don't know exactly how that's going to play out but what God repeatedly assures us is the best of the kingdom is yet to come and that's what uh, we're going to usher in and that's really more so than people of, of the elder generation that I'm a part of these graduates are going to be the people that usher in those best days of the kingdom that are still yet to come and, and we celebrate that, and we are joyous about that. Uh, if you would, join me in a prayer of blessing. Those in your seats, you know, up here, they got hands on the blessing. If you want to just put your hands forward and, and put your blessing on these uh, graduates as well, that would be appreciated. Let's pray. Father, we want to humble ourselves before you, and we want to lift up before you today for a special blessing of these graduates. Father, we want to name them by name to you, uh, Garrett. Uh, Jacob with a K, J.D., Taylor, Jacob with a C, Elizabeth, Preston. Father, we lift up these graduates to you. Father, we know and you have taught us that you are the God of the living and not the dead. And Father, being God of the living means we're looking forward to the future and we're looking to the future that you're going to give us through these graduates. Father, as a church, we uh, ask that you put it on our hearts how we can support and stay connected with these graduates as they move through the next phases of their life. Father, I just ask that they would be an inspiration to a, us as a church, as a congregation, that their youthfulness and their moving forward into the plans that you have for them would be an inspiration to us and energize us to be more about your business. Father, for the families, uh, Father, I ask that they would have a certain peace and assurance that their graduate is on your plan, Father, and that you have them in your hand and, and that you have this. Uh, it's a little scary when people are moving into things that are a little bit less out of the parents' control. And, Father, we just ask that you comfort and peace and, and give them that assurance. Father, we pray for these families that they celebrate many things coming forward as these graduates uh, live according to your plan. Father, for each of these graduates, we ask for your protection uh, as they move through life, Father, that, that you have them in your hand and then you shelter them. That, but more so than that, Father, we ask that you strengthen them. And, Father, we pray for the opportunities that you're going to give them, the opportunities that you're going to give them to develop and to grow as the men and women of Christ that you want them to be. And, Father, for the opportunities that you're going to give them to do your work on, here on this earth. Father, above all, we ask that they would uh, be basked in your love, that there would be a loving relationship between them and you, and that would overflow into the community and everyone that they come in contact with. Father, uh, we want to uh, pray this prayer in the name of Jesus, the one who is coming soon. Father, amen. Lord Jesus, come soon. Amen. It has been a while. It's been a long while, too long if you ask me. Uh, but we are going to start uh, our kids gift uh, where the kids gets come up. Um, and uh, so I'm going to word a prayer over this. And then kids are dismissed to Praise Kids, Stage 2, Limitless Kids. 
and any other kids program we have going on. Um, so uh, let's have a word of prayer for this. And then kids, if you want to come on up, bring your gift and head it to where you're going. Father God, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the students that are going to be running up to this bucket and giving a, a donation to the work that's going to be uh, continued uh, in the Dominican. And Father, I just want to thank you for the gift. I thank you for their hearts of uh, learning to give. And Father, I just ask that as they learn about this giving, as they learn about what, what you desire for them, that they, as they enter the youth group, that they continue that. And as they enter adulthood, they continue remembering that you are the one that's blessed them with all these things. Lord, we love you and we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for our students. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John chapter 3 verses 1 
through 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. I'll be reading Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And we join with God in rejoicing over these graduates. Amen. We join with God in rejoicing over these kids who had the bravery for the first time in over a year to come down here and put their gifts in this. Amen. And I want to say that I rejoice over you as a congregation who would invest your time uh, on this very special day as we remember Christ our Savior and as we see the way that his blessing has been poured out in all our lives that we would choose to be vessels of that blessing in the lives of these young people. Amen and amen. It's been a great day to be here. God rejoicing over us is a beautiful image. It's something that may be so beautiful that it's just kind of like out there beyond the realm of touching. It is one of those things that we think, yeah, sure, the Bible says that, but I know me and he can't be rejoicing over me. I'm not good enough. I'm not fit enough. I am not everything he would want, us, want me to be. Zephaniah writes those words, and those words actually come up in several places. We'll look at one more that it comes up before we're done in, in, with our service. But it isn't ever at a time when God's people have worked everything out such that they themselves can bring in the kingdom of God. It is God saying, turn to me and I rejoice over you. I know you're broken. I know you're less than everything you want to be. But I rejoice every single time you turn to me. Amen? Jesus tells the parable when he is uh, on earth of, of the father and the lost son. The son who goes off and, as, as they say, squandered his inheritance on riotous living. It's where the King James really kind of comes in handy. But when he comes down that road, it isn't a father who waits. And again, this so often is our picture of God, isn't it? Kind of, mm-hmm. I knew you'd be back, uh-huh. It is the scene of a father who runs to greet him and rejoices over him in ways that the son is uncomfortable accepting, isn't it? It is the reality of who God is, not about the God that we have sort of uh, decided to follow and do everything that he wants us to do. It is about who God is. I don't know, have you been blessed by the song service today? Hasn't it had an extra meaning and an extra... So often, the songs are selected as uh, Randy and I pray over what we're going to be uh, studying, others that join in that process, and we, we ask the Spirit to kind of guide us. This is a much riskier thing. We ask these grads, what are your songs that are, are dearest to your heart? And so if you've been touched today by the worship and song, it is because these seniors have led us in worship today by selecting those songs. Amen? We recognize that opening song, that song that says stronger, right? God rejoices over us, not because we're good enough to put everything away. We rejo God rejoices over us because he is strong enough to defeat sin in our lives 
and he chooses to rejoice over us. Amen? We come together around a song that says, How marvelous your mercy. And part of that mercy, again, so often our picture of God, and we, we get this wrong all the time, that God's mercy is sort of like, well, I'll give you a little bit of mercy today. God wants to pour it out. I would say the only thing that restricts the mercy that God wants to pour into our lives is how much we open our lives up and say, God, I need your mercy. Amen? He rejoices over us exactly where we are. I ask you, did you hear the words of 1 John? You are children of God, and what you will be has not been completely revealed, but we know, and isn't this just beyond our grasp, to say that we will be like Christ when it all comes together. And the words from Zephaniah, that God would choose to rejoice over us, his children. It's one thing to hear it, but it's quite another thing to really hear it, isn't it? It's one thing to kind of say, oh, seniors, you've got your new Bible, right? You've, you've got the Word of God, right? And it can probably be really good at holding up over other books because it's nice and thick and you can put it on the shelf and it holds those up. Or you can pick it up and you can read it and say, hmm, okay, good, I've, I've done that for today, I'll now put that aside. Or you can decide to hear it, to let it speak into your life, and let the realities that it speaks be greater and stronger than the reality that the world wants to talk about. That's not a short process, is it? I've been working at this for 57 years, and I'm still trying to let it sink in a little bit more. But I come every day to say, God, I want to hear your reality, and I want it to change my heart. It is these words that God speaks over all of us. But I want to say especially, Taylor, Garrett, Preston, Jacob, and J.B., Uh, Ryan, I can't tell you how much I was touched by what you said about the Lord's Supper and the way it's been with us and the way it will be with us. And if, and if Satan can kind of jump in and say, you know, no, you're not worthy of that love, then he can pull us away, can't he? If we can let the word of God and the statement that he wants to rejoice over us, that his desire in our relationship is not a taskmaster that says it's not good enough, but says I'm ready to jump into rejoicing over you. If we can let that be the core center reality of God's love in our life, Satan doesn't stand a chance. Amen, church? And is that just a truth for these seniors we've got here today, or is it a truth for every single one of us? We are called to recognize, to hear, to hear in a way that changes our heart and mind so that all the things that the world's going to try to throw at you to fool you and to try and drag you down and to try and replace your heart that God wants to give you and has given you with a heart of selfishness and a heart of hatred and a heart that is hardened by the world, if those things that God says can be greater, then Satan doesn't stand a chance. We've been spending several weeks, three weeks, in Romans chapter 8 such powerful words about the way the Spirit is going to make a new reality come about in our lives. That we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore because, because we are slaves of righteousness and we belong to the Spirit and we're filled with the Spirit and He's working in our lives. And that that reality, that yes of God in the Spirit creates a scenario where there is no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. It creates a scenario where we say, nothing can stand between me and God's love. There is nothing that can keep Jesus from pouring his love into us. But in reality, God's yes has to be received by our welcome God. Come Holy Spirit. Come Jesus, fill me. Come word of God, be part of who I am. I want to want to reflect. We hear the sound of God's rejoicing over us. Do you hear it? Maybe as you sang one of the songs this morning, you, you reflected that I'm not only singing to God, but God is singing to me. That the Holy Spirit is letting you hear His voice rejoicing over you. And the question is, how do we respond? I want to mention three things. And I may mention them particularly for the grads that we're speaking blessings over today, but make no mistakes... These are things that I need to do in my life and that all of us need to be engaged in in our lives. First of all, to celebrate God's rejoicing. And, and again, hear the way that works. God rejoices over us and we celebrate in it. We want to say yes. We want to say yes to God's yes and make it part of us. So first of all, I want to ask the question, are you listening to God? Now, we're really good at telling God what we want, right? But are we really listening to God? And I realize that prayer becomes this place of conversation, amen? But I want to actually point us a little different direction. I want to ask, are you listening to God? Now, again, if all I do is pull it off the shelf and say, okay, God, surely you have something nice to say to me today. We may hear one thing, but we probably won't hear everything the Lord has to say to us. But when our life gets involved in the process of knowing what God wanted us to hear from beginning to the very, very end, and I would say particularly those four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, called the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. When those words become intimate in our hearts, such that almost as people are talking around us and we hear them say things, we hear Jesus speaking through his word into those situations. Oh, I can't stand those people. They bother this. They're not good enough for that. And Jesus says, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor because that fulfills what God wants in your life. Listen to God. Secondly, this is, this is where Satan maybe works so incredibly effectively. Have you ever been in a relationship with somebody and, and you've messed up in that relationship and you're not sure they want to hear from you anymore? Have you ever been in that place? And Satan can say, God doesn't want to hear from you. He knows what you've done. And there can be nothing, absolutely nothing further from the truth. Because what does God do over you? Church, what does God do over you? He rejoices over you. And that, that, that image of the son running down the road, right? The son walking down the road and the father running out to him. That's not a father who doesn't want to hear from a son. That's a father who longs to hear and you don't have to come up with all the right words, do you? Because mostly what you need to do is fall in his arms and say, Father, Abba, Father, my, my loved one. Have you spoken your heart with God? Speaking your heart to God. Never ever thinking he's too far away to hear. Never ever thinking that he doesn't want to hear your voice. There may be very few things that he rejoices more over than the next time he hears you say, Father. Finally, so often we might think of it in terms of to celebrate God's rejoicing on us, we better 
get everything straight in our lives. We better get our heart right and our attitudes right, and we better get our actions right, and we better clean up our language. We better not put that stuff on the computer that sometimes winds up there. We better not listen to that stuff that's coming over our, our AirPods uh, that, that God wouldn't want to be there. We think we've got to get everything straight for God, but that will never be the reality of what God is looking for, is it? Because ultimately what God is looking for is don't let go. Can you say that with me? Don't let go. He recognizes the frailty of our flesh. Jesus put it on and said, this is tough. He got to the Garden of Gethsemane and said, Father, if anything else can go on, please. And Jesus did it right. Amen. But what he wants, above all else, is that we're never going to let go of him. I love the way Ryan said this. Wherever any of us go in our life, when Sunday morning comes around, there's going to be a place where the bread and the cup is available to us all. Amen? It may be that you're alone in that place, and it's just you and whatever you can come up with for those elements. But it is there, and God wants to meet us there. Amen? Never let go. Never let go. And ultimately, never let go. Because guess who's never really going to let go of you? Ever. No matter what. Right at the end of the book of Romans, he does a bunch of greetings, and then he does this quick little last teaching section. I would like for these words to ring in your ears as I close out today. Romans chapter 16, I'm going to start with verse 17. And now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interest by smooth talk and glowing words. As I know that this has been true in the world for as long as people have been here, but it just seems that there are so many messages that want to point you away from the realities of the God who created everything that we know. Thy smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. And then he closes with this blessing, and I speak these words over you guys, particularly. But everyone knows that you're obedient to the Lord. And this causes me, if I can say so, to join God in rejoicing over you. I want you to be wise in doing right. And stay innocent in any wrong. And here's his promise. Not because you're good enough. Not because I'm good enough. Not because this church gets its act together in a greater and greater way. But because God is who he is. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And I hope the church says amen to that. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you both now and forevermore. God rejoices over you, church. The question is, will you celebrate that rejoicing with him? Will you believe what he says rather than what Satan says? Will you allow his reality to become the reality of your heart? I would invite you at this time, we're going to sing a song of invitation, and anyone is welcome to come and say, I need you, the church, to pray for me so that I can let that rejoicing word of God be greater than the condemning word of Satan. If you're online with us, or in reality, if you just would prefer to start that conversation in a more private way, there's a number there that you can use and send a message. We will respond and start that conversation. And that number's available. Let's see. Every hour of every day and every day of every week, you can reach out. We'd love to be in that conversation. Are we thankful for what God's done today? Amen. I want to invite you to celebrate his rejoicing over you by standing and singing this song and celebrating with God.
want to thank everyone for your attendance. Thank you very much for coming here. It's great to have you here uh, this morning, uh, especially our seniors, and introducing our uh, interns. We have one more introduction I want to make. We have a new member who's placed membership. That would be Shelby Ferraris. Shelby, stand up, wave, whatever. All right, welcome her. We're glad to have her taking some classes at BC. Is that correct? Okay, all right, so glad to have her here. Thank, thankful for that. Um, thank you once again for your uh, continued financial support. It's great that we're starting the kids' gift back. That's super exciting, and so uh, really thankful that we're getting to start that back. Want to mention our uh, baby bottle boomerang is still going on. There's bottles back there. Um, put your spare change or whatever in there. Uh, if I was the Secretary of the Treasurer, I would stop making pennies and nickels. So take those pennies and nickels, trade them in for dimes, quarters, and dollars, and put that in those baby bottles, all right? That will be going on through Father's Day, and uh, this is a great work here in town, so encourage everyone to continue that or to start if you need to. Thank you very much. Uh, another announcement that on June the 2nd, we'll be kicking off the summer program for the kids. Okay, so on June the 2nd, which is a Wednesday, 6.30 here at the building, please show up. There'll be hot dogs, moonwalk, I want to walk on the moon, water slides, games, some parent information. Once again, meet our children's intern, get to know her a little bit better. That is open to children of all ages. Paula, where are you? You're, you're invited, children of all ages. All right, Paula, we'll, we'll see you there. So that's uh, June the 2nd. Um, for uh, kicking off our children's program. Let's not forget this month, our mission uh, focus is on Andrew Banahara in Indonesia. Uh, has a great story uh, for this guy, how he ended up there. We'll be focusing on that a little bit later when we uh, cover missions on Sunday mornings in our class. That's been going really great. Invite you, if you haven't been coming, to come see some of the work that's being done here through your efforts in this congregation. Uh, so let's not uh, forget that. Um, one big shout out, thank you to Jesus. If you haven't heard, the Ammons, Will, uh, Tanya, Josh, and Natalie were involved in an automobile accident. Uh, a few bumps and bruises, nothing more serious. Uh, but this is kind of an example, guys, of how you know you're married to an amazing woman. So if you're single... Looking for that special woman, here's a, a deal. You just had a wreck. All your family's in the emergency room. Your leg hurts. You're banged up. All these thoughts are running through your mind. And Tanya, one of the thoughts that ran through her mind is, I'm supposed to take ice cream to church tomorrow. I better call someone and make sure that gets done. I may not be there. <laughs> so you can just add that to Proverbs 31 there at the end. She doth make sure, come Hades or high water, that the ice cream will be at church, 
All right, so thank you very much for that. Um, so we're glad that they're fine. I know they're going to be sore. They're going to be bruised up somewhat, but everybody, the person in the other car was also okay, so we're just thankful for Jesus for that. If you drive on the streets of Houston and you make it home alive, that's a thank you Jesus moment, let me tell you. Um, let's be sure and come back tonight at 6 o'clock. We will have another service, once again, honoring our graduates. Uh, I challenge... Yes, I don't just invite you. I challenge you to be back here at 6 o'clock to show your support, not only for these six that were introduced this morning. Hopefully there will be two others who are not, did not grow up in this congregation. Uh, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Our youth is leading the way in bringing people to, this, to our services. So there are two other seniors that you may not be familiar with, Jacob Garcia, uh, Elizabeth Villegas, and hopefully they will be here tonight. You'll have a chance to meet them, to encourage them. Let's show them that this is a congregation. Let's show them the love of Jesus. But let them know that they have friends and family here that they can count on. Okay, so I challenge each and every one of you to be back here at 6 o'clock tonight. Get to know these kids. Say congratulations once again to our graduates and all that. So uh, nothing further. Let's go to our Father in Heaven. Our Heavenly Father, just want to once again raise up these graduates, all graduates, as they begin a new phase of their life. I just ask that you be with their parents, uh, be with us as their church family, that we can support them, that we can uh, help them, that we can be there for them in whatever way they are needed. We just ask that you bless them in whatever they do. Just uh, bless their faith, help it to grow as they step out away from, from home, from mom and dad, and, and now it's up to them to get themselves ready for church and get there every Sunday. We just ask that you would be with them and just help them and just uh, continue to let their walk with you grow each day. Uh, Lord, just thank you for this congregation, for the ones that are here. Uh, just thank you that, uh, just pray that things we have done this morning has honored you, has glorified you, has encouraged us. Uh, Lord, let us just constantly be looking for ways that we can be your arms, your legs, your feet, and your heart. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's all be standing for our closing song. As the mountains surround you.